Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. What's up, y'all? It's Russ Park. Welcome to the Russ Parkcast. And today I have two of the most important women in my life. One's named Chandler C. Parr, and the other one is Darnell D. Parr. Better known as Darnell Parr, Hater Nation. And of course, today uh, we're talking about something real important. My wife's book. And the name of the book is Just In Case I Forgot To Tell You. Hi, ladies. Hi, Daddy. Hello. All right. <laughs> so, Darnell, you, gotta, you, you promise you're going to get close to the microphone because okay. my wife is really soft-spoken and stuff. And, and that's so cute. That's why I fell in love with her. So, anyway... Um, yeah, I know this is kind of self-serving, but doesn't, isn't that what everybody does? Okay, I mean, they they try to uh, promote people that they love, but this is a um, this is a work of love for me because this book is one of the most difficult books I've had to read in my life because I know where it comes from, I know why it exists, and you know, and I know the little messages that my wife gave to my daughter over the years. And just in case I forgot to tell you, Darnell, let's start with you. Why did you call it that? I called it that because I'm always thinking I need to do something extra or buy something extra just in case I forgot something. So it was just natural to think just in case I forgot to tell you, because sometimes you do forget to tell people things Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to forget anything. So that's why I came up with Just In Case. Now, you've been writing this book for how many years? Oh, man. I think I started when Chandler was about one. Remember, I used to write them letters for their birthdays. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the movie Stepmom and thought about not being here to raise my daughter and to give her advice. And that's when I started writing um, stuff I wanted her to yeah. know. And which is what was always bothered me because you used to always write in their journals during their birthdays. Mm-hmm. And it was sad for me because, you know, you know, this is life. You know, we're going to be here and, and we do what we can while we're here. But it was just sad because I thought, oh, my gosh, this is something that's, that you see in movies. But. Um, my daughter now is 25 years old. Almost 26. Almost 26. Yes. Four days. This month. Yeah, it's crazy. And we're not, we're not going to buy you anything. Did That's you know okay. that? All right. So now I'm going <laughs> to tell you to speak in the mic because you turned it to her. Oh, sorry. Anyway, so Chandler, uh, when you knew that your mom was writing this book and it was inspired predominantly by you, um, because I remember her writing down stuff and on little pieces of paper and stuffing it in her purse and, and things that she wanted to say to you. I, I guess you take it as an honor, right? Yes, I do. She said she was every year for, since like 2019, she said she was almost done with it. And, <laughs> <laughs> and just now got it <laughs> last year, but no, it is an honor. And I really enjoyed the book a lot and all the stuff that she wrote in it. Um, I've carried with me, 
since high school because she's been telling me these things. She just hasn't written it down yet until now. Was there ever a point where you decided, I'm not going to listen to this stuff? Did, it, did, did, uh, did you understand it then? Because when you look at the book now and you see these little nuggets of wisdom, do you, do you look at it now and go, wow, that, makes, that hits a little bit more different now that I'm older? Yes, it makes more sense now. Like in high school and college, I'd be like, this is silliness. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> That's funny. And, and, you know, in a large portion of the proceeds, by the way, folks, uh, uh, will go to charity because this book was not written for profit. As a matter of fact, my wife wasn't going to write this into a book. And when she was talking about all these little things, I said, you know, what? you really need to share this with other people. And you know what, Darnell, you're not easy to convince to do anything because you're really stubborn. At what point did you decide after 24 years that you're like, okay, he's right. Because I'm never right in your book, in your eyes. Okay. Well, it wasn't that I thought you were right. You just kept pestering me to do it. Okay. You just really stayed on me. Mm -hmm. And even when I was like, okay, fine. You did all the legwork for me. (laughs) You found the publisher. Um, I didn't find the publisher. Or did I? You did. Oh, okay. Um, And... I was like, okay, I'll go ahead and do it, but it's just going to be a book for Chandler. Mm-hmm. So I'll just have this book for Chandler, and I'll be able to give it to her for her birthday, mm-hmm. and then I'll be done. So n- not to be self-serving again, but I was just shocked at how people have gravitated towards this book. And I'm not talking about just young girls. I'm talking about women in their 50s and 60s and 40s that are reading this. I remember Alfreda's, um, you know, on, on, on Georgia, uh, when she read it, she called me crying and, you know, then again, the wind blows and Frida's will cry. Uh, but she called the book, she called me crying and saying, I wish somebody told me this stuff when I was like 15 and 16, would you recommend this book for somebody that's a teenager, but just for all women of all ages? I think it's for people of all ages, teens, especially. um, There is a couple of curse words in there. There Mm -hmm. is some adult content. Yes. I think 12 and up. Oh, 12 and up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Yes. I think it's things that girls need to know. Women need to know. Even as a woman, I'm still hearing things that hit me. Right. And I'll write it down. And, and of course, not every saying in this book came from you. You got it from different sources, right? Yes. Um, it kind of started with my mom. Just remembering some of the things that she said when I was a teen. And just like Chandler, I thought she didn't know anything. And lo and behold, she did know some stuff. Yeah. Um, different women in my life, my aunt, um, just things I've seen Judge Toller say. Mm -hmm. So it's just a collection of wisdom from different women and from myself. Right. And and your best friend, Jack. Oh, Uh, yes. Jack was a character and he's with us in spirit. Um, Absolutely. but he had so many great sayings oh, yes. and you couldn't write them all down. No, 
You know, you just have to remember them and, and hopefully you got it right. But those are the kind of these are the kind of things that every day you can pick up this book. And it's it's not a long book. It's like how many pages? A hundred and forty pages or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just open it up and just read just one little passage that could help you through your day. Now, Frida, uh, let me ask you, uh, um, uh, Chandler, my mm-hmm. daughter, I keep thinking about Alfreda's. Um, <laughs> is there one or two that kind of resonated with you that you really kind of took to heart? Well, the first one, I'll, I'll tell you my first one. Okay. Um, never act like you're lucky he chose you. He's the lucky one. Mm. Yes, because I'm all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> so. <laughs> yes, you are. So... So how did how did you apply that? Because I know some of the guys you've gone out with, and not all of them were wonderful. No, um, but I get to choose. They're not choosing me. Yes, and they weren't her standards, so that's why. So that's why I left. Right. So you 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 have some standards. You're not like picky or anything like that. You just you were raised. No, to I have am some picky. St- oh, okay. yes, I have very high standards. Okay. <laughs> and then my other one. Um, it's kind of funny, but always keep your toes painted so people can tell the difference between your toes and a man's. Okay, so Darnell, <laughs> pull the mic to you, please, and explain that to us, please. Um, that kind of came from my hairstylist, Thomas Mitchum, mm-hmm. in Dallas, Texas. Yes. Um, I started going to him when I was 15, mm-hmm. and I went there for the first time, and... He was looking at me and he told me, he said, you know what? You're a diamond in the rough. He Hmm. said, but your toes and your nails aren't polished. He Hmm. said, a lady should always have her nails and her toes polished. So you can tell the difference between her hands and a man's hands and a man's feet. And that just stuck with me. Wow. So when I used to get gels on my, my fingernails, nobody would tell the difference between our nails. Well, <laughs> I stopped doing the gels. <laughs> it's just when I started adding colors when you got a little upset. <laughs> it's okay. So is there any other one that, that really kind of resonated with you? Um, I would say, I mean, these are all kind of like about dating, but I'm also at that age now. Um, I think it was from Aunt Ruthie. She mm. said, no cows live in this house. Don't let a man pull up, honk his car horn and you run outside. Oh. That's, that's dis- is that a sign of disrespect? Is is that what it is, or yeah. or the fact that they may not have any home training? That's disrespectful, especially really? if you're coming to somebody's house. Yeah, it's rude. My really? daughter is not some cow, right? Come get her from the front door, and that goes to walking them to the front door after the date. Yes. Hmm. Or See, if she's gone out and y'all took separate cars. Check on her and make sure she made it home safely. Right. I, I just think that we're not trained the same anymore because I think social media has done a lot of damage. I agree. I feel like people just don't have standards, but I raised my daughter, our daughter, mm-hmm. with standards. Mm-hmm. And they are standards that I have for myself. Mm-hmm. And I wanted her to have them also. Someone else may not have them. Mm-hmm. But one of the things in the book that I tell her, you don't stoop to someone else's standards. You raise them up to yours. Uh-huh. So would some guy meet you, Chandler, and go, mm-hmm. don't mess with Chandler Parr. She's bougie. 
Yes, I've gotten that. That's okay. And it doesn't bother you? No. (laughs) See, that's the whole thing. A lot of young ladies are very sensitive, and they want to be liked, and sometimes they compromise themselves, or they settle. Is there anything in the book that talks about or speaks to settling? Darnell, can you think of anything offhand? Because I know a lot of this stuff has to do with not settling. Everything is about not settling. Mm -hmm. Everything is about respecting yourself, keeping your standards, um, and just being a woman of integrity. So when you and I started dating, um, did all these um, sayings apply to us? They did. I remember once you came to pick me up mm-hmm. and you called me and told me you were downstairs. Mm-hmm. And I thought long and hard about not coming downstairs. Why? Because I felt like you were honking your horn telling me to come out like a cow. Oh, but I wasn't honking my horn. No, but you called me and told me to come downstairs, and I knew. Weren't that you at work? No, I was at my apartment. Oh, okay. I knew it made no sense for you to come up because you were just swinging by mm-hmm. and getting me. But I thought long and hard about not coming down those stairs. Oh, I'm glad you did, no. because then you had all these kids. <laughs> <laughs> you came downstairs and got pregnant. No, just kidding. Shut up. Okay. Uh, And, you know, and I I have to say this book, you know, I started reading because the beginning of the book, it's a letter that you wrote to my daughter. And so I was crying really hard. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. It's like you're a different kind of person, Darnell. I got to say that because I'm not going to say that you're not emotional because you can be, but you know how to keep it together. I don't. (laughs) You know, I just fall apart and you guys laugh at me all the time. I know you do behind my back. Yes, we laugh about you behind your back. Okay, and that's good. Just a few minutes ago, I kicked Chandler and she said, ouch. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, you guys do that. And and if I was paranoid, I would always think you guys were talking about me. (laughs) So, Darnell, um, the book is called Just In Case I Forgot To Tell You. It's available at Amazon.com and Barnes & Noble. Um, I know you have so many great pieces of, of information What is the one that really means a lot to you? Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I think it's the one I I just said about bringing people up to your standards. You really can't bring people up to your standards because when someone shows you their character, you really need to know that's their character. Right. Um, but I think that one and... I like the one where about, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. I know everybody's probably kind of heard something like that. I was but you put a different ready, little spin on it. Yeah, I was getting ready to say one of the other ones that I love is I used to tell the kids God gave you a mouth for a reason. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted them to be able to speak up for themselves and take care of themselves because we're not always around. Yeah. And I want them to know and I wanted them to know how to speak up. Because people that don't speak up for themselves, people run over them. And learn how to say no. Yes. Absolutely. So Chandler can say no. Uh, I have a hard time 
saying, oh, I try to negotiate kind of, sort of, but and then I can never get to know. And I think that's such a wonderful thing because whenever I need somebody to say no to them, I just call my daughter and ask Chandler, see if she... <laughs> yes, no is a complete sentence. Right. Oh, that's a good point. I like that. Um, I think one of the things is like our, our son Braxton, um, you, you, you tell him to have a voice. Well, he heard you loud and clear because growing up uh, with your brother Chandler, uh, Braxton was very vocal about mm-hmm. things that he agreed and disagreed with. Uh, and of course, sometimes it got him in trouble. So did that kind of backfire in that case? Because not all your, your, your nuggets are just for your daughter. It was for your, your boys too. No, I didn't mind him speaking his mind. And I always told him and all of them, but really Braxton, um, I don't mind you telling me your thoughts and your opinions or if you disagree, but you need to watch your tone. <laughs> I got you. And his tone is what got him in trouble all the time. It was the tone. It wasn't what he was saying. It was the tone. Gotcha. Well, I, I just think this is a book that, and it's a hard, you're not even trying to sell it because it's kind of like those, what do you call cops or what do you? Like coffee table books. Yes. Coffee table books. Coffee table books. Yes. And to me, it is just something that's priceless that you can pass on. And, and, and I would recommend this book, like, let's just say your daughter just graduated from high school and is going to college. I'd get her this book. Yes. And it's an easy, easy read. It, it, it really is. Because and, sometimes girls don't want to talk to their moms because they think they don't know anything. Um, they may not want them to know what they're doing because they may feel like they're judging them. So bring that up. Yeah, so it has things in there that she can go to yeah, and did, get advice. Chandler, did it ever come off like preaching to you? No. Really? Mm-mm. So you never felt like you were being judged? No. Okay. Never. Gotcha. Why didn't we talk to you until like five years ago? So. <laughs> well, I remember when you cut me off. And this happens to all fathers of teenage girls. I think, when did you cut me off? Around 15? You were 15? I don't know. I didn't talk to anybody except my friends. Well, for a whole year? Okay. Oh, maybe, maybe I can't hear you, Darnell. Maybe 13, mm-hmm. 14. Wow. She like stayed in her room for like three years. Right. It would have been really difficult. It was difficult for me, but you yeah, know you what? I knew I, I knew I knew I had to leave you alone. But you know what I, I told you during that time? Because you were really upset that Chandler was in her room and not talking. Mm-hmm. And... I said, you'd rather her be in the room not talking than out doing other stuff. Right. That some teen girls are doing. It's so like your mom like, used to say, it's not okay. in this book, but I think it's going to be in the next one. Uh, you're not what, penis proof? You're that, not penis proof. Which means? I have no idea what that means. <laughs> I need to ask her. <laughs> but it kind of gives you an idea. I think it means don't get pregnant. Yeah. That's how I took it. But I've never asked her what it meant. I just thought it was really funny. Yeah. Mama. Oh. Oh, well, listen, on uh, the 23rd of May, um, which is, no, I'm sorry, the 13th, the 13th, which is a couple of days from now, uh, we're going to be at the Sankofa Bookstore on Georgia Avenue at two o'clock, right? Yes, sir. Two to three thirty for a book signing. If you guys want to come by and meet me and, and meet my wife, preferably meet my wife, but I'll be there. Um, I'll be the kind of guy in the back carrying books and bringing drinks to people and things like that, because that's what I've been like um, told I have to do. 
and you know i want to stay married um but if you guys want to come join us it will be really great and again uh, a majority of the proceeds will go towards uh, charity and uh because this is this was a a book about love and that's how i i take it if you were to sum it up darnell what would what would this book be labeled what would it be to you i think it's a book of like you said, love for my daughter mm-hmm. and just wanting her to be the best woman, the best friend, the best wife, the best mother, mm-hmm. the best person for herself, really. Absolutely. That's really what it's about, being the best person for yourself. Yeah. Well, I listen, you guys, I, we, we like to read every page to you because I think there's something in it for everyone, even young men. If you want to tap into, you know, what some daughters are being told by their moms, this will give you a, <laughs> this will give you a leg up, but at least you'll know what to expect. You see what's coming. The book again, just in case I forgot to tell you by Darnell Denise Parr. And of course, it's available on uh, Amazon.com and also uh, Barnes and Noble. Make sure you, you, you buy it. Um, Read it, recommend it. We'd we'd appreciate it. Yes, please. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you. I know, Tiana, you just couldn't wait to leave. That's not true. Okay. <laughs> I have to go feed our family at work. Oh, gotcha. All right. All right. So listen, ladies and gentlemen, of course, this is the Russ Podcast, and it's time for my rant. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Ladies and gentlemen, I gotta tell what I feel. Right, 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 you know, we've been going through this over and over again, and I've always contemplated as to should I just copy and paste what I said a week ago or two weeks ago or last year or the year before that, every month of last year? Should I do that? Should I just copy and paste gun control, NRA, Republicans doing nothing but giving us thoughts and prayers? Should I do that? It, this is getting to a point where other countries are looking at us and going, you guys are the biggest, most powerful country in the world, and you can't fix that? Even the Republican God, Ronald Reagan, was against AR assault rifles, AK-47s back then, same as these AR-15s. They are weapons of war. And what happened in Allen, Texas, is devastating. And then... You got folks walking around taking video of body parts and people's faces blown off because this is a messy weapon. It obliterates, obliterates, I can say it. It's messy. But you're going to take video of it and want to be the first one to post it so you can get some clicks I saw when one person said it was amazing. I'm down here trying to help these people. And there are people walking around taking video as opposed to assisting people. Then you got the governor of Texas, Abbott. He's an asshole. Heartless asshole. Who likes to label victims. 
a week before when another family got slaughtered by the next door neighbor. He said they were illegal immigrants that were killed. See, that's a dog whistle, a foghorn for all the Republicans out there that are in the far right of their party and saying, look how tough I am. They shouldn't have been here anyway. This would have never happened to them. If you're going to read between the lines, that's basically what they're saying. He referred to, and even the media referred to the people killed in Allen, Texas as migrants. Immigrants, migrants, illegal aliens. How about we get rid of all those labels and call them human beings? Humans. Yeah, that's too much like right. Humans were slaughtered needlessly. And then you're going to make up, well, just because you have gun control, you're still going to have violence. You have to start somewhere. But nothing is not a start. Doing nothing is not a start. I'm so disappointed in our politicians, not just Republicans on the far right. There are Democrats that have the NRA's hands holding their balls. Because you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you. You are not going to introduce gun control if it means you lose a sponsor of $100,000 towards your next campaign. You're not going to do that. You're more concerned about yourself and keeping power rather than keeping children alive and human beings, not migrants, not illegal aliens. No, no, it's all about keeping power and staying elected and making your $175,000 a year. Is that, is it worth it? You can sleep at night. Ted Cruz, senator of Texas, is a disaster. But guess what's so sad? He'll be reelected. He does nothing. He abandons the state when they have a catastrophe and goes to Mexico to get in the warmth when his home state is freezing. He gets busted. That's okay. He gets reelected. Hey, our thoughts and prayers go to the illegal immigrants who lost their lives. And I want to downplay the messiness that this gun, this, this AR-15 does. But you wouldn't even want to go hunting with it. If you're hunting deer, you shoot a deer with it. They explode. There's nothing to eat. Hurts me to the core. And there's nothing... There's no warning that anybody can give you to tell you what you're about to see will be disturbing. It's beyond disturbing. That's because it could have been prevented. And these news organizations, you have to stop glorifying these people just by saying their name and showing their picture. Shame on you, CNN. MSNBC, Fox, all y'all. You're showing the picture of the murderer. And they're given all this airtime and showing all the video that they can. And they blurring stuff out, but you can see blood everywhere. They don't blur out the blood. So what does that do? It emboldens the next nut. 
It emboldens the next head case. We live in a fucked up country. When you actually have a man that's been accused 27 times of sexual assault and you don't care, but you want to elect him president. Years to come, we're going to find out how corrupt all these politicians are and why they sat on their hands and did nothing. See, because they're not going to do anything until something happens to them directly. And I don't wish that on anybody. I don't want that to happen. Let them lose a loved one that got their face shot off. Let's see if you're talking about, oh, well, we don't need gun control. My Second Amendment rights. It's a poorly written amendment. It should be rewritten. I mean, a majority of Americans say we don't need assault rifles on the streets. Cops don't want to battle those. They have some guns that are close to theirs, but it's a battle. So I'm not, I'm not doing the thoughts and prayers. I am imploring all of you to do your research and find out if these are the same motherfuckers that you keep electing that do nothing about the biggest problem that we have in our country. And I didn't even get in on the white, the white nationalists and the white supremacists that are out there fueling all this stuff, holding onto our guns, celebrating some kid that shoots an unarmed man. I'm not even, I'm not even going there right now. I'm, I, I'm going there about the babies on the ground in Allen, Texas. And my coworker, Super Ken, said, hey, when I saw it on TV, I didn't know if they were talking about the killing from last week or did this just happen? That's how desensitized we've become. We have no idea what the hell this country is doing about protecting us. That's why we vote for you. That's why we put you in office to make laws to protect us and our families. And it's turning into the wild, wild west. It's a race to see who can be the most extreme between Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis, DeSantis or death sentence as they call him. It's a race to who can be the most racist. It's a sad place right now, y'all. So my thoughts and prayers are for America. All right, y'all. You've been listening to the Russ Podcast, and I really appreciate you guys for uh, checking us out because we we do this every week. And every once in a while, you know, I I might say something profound and then sometimes I don't. And I know a lot of y'all saying, "Okay, uh, Russ, shut up. Okay, I will. Because, you know, the show's just about over. And at the end of the day, y'all, I just want you guys to be better. I want all of us to be better. And make sure y'all check out the uh, Russ Park Podcast, wherever you can hear podcasts on the Urban One Podcast Network. We really appreciate you. We'll see you next week.